the 61st episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead, turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week, we're talking about the 30 Days of Night franchise. These movies are based on a series of graphic novels. Uh, The story was by Steve Niles and illustrations by Ben Templesmith, and that was published by IDW Publishing. The first three episodes were released in 2002. Uh, Note, I have not read the graphic novels. I believe there are like 11 total, and then there are a series of spinoff novels um, as well. So we'll just be talking about the movies in detail here. Um, although I know a little bit about the novels from uh, reading other stuff. So the first movie, 30 Days of Night from 2007, directed by David Slade and starring Josh Harnett, Melissa George, and Danny Houston, um, produced by Sam Rainey and Robert Tappert, who we know from many, many things, including Evil Dead, um, Xena, Warrior Princess, Hercules, etc., Then the second movie was 30 Days of Night, Dark Days from 2010, so that's a sequel to the first one, and that was straight to DVD. The script was written by Steve Niles and Ben Cate. Cate was also the director, starring Reese um, Chioro as Paul, Mia Kushner as Lilith, and I may mess up her name, Kylie Sanchez took over... Melissa George's role as Stella because she did not return. Then the third one is 30 Days of Night Blood Trails, and that was actually from 2007. That's a um, based on the comics. So it was a seven-part horror miniseries that was released on fearnet.com. It only has uh, 40 minutes total running time. And that one was written by the same people, Niles and Cate, directed by Victor Garcia, Starring Andrew Lorich, Tiffany Arnett, Perry Cornelius, and uh, Marilee Johnson. And then the last one is 30 Days of Night, Dust to Dust from 2008. That's a six-part miniseries that again was on Fear.net. Total runtime is about 30 minutes. And written by the same people, uh, Niles Cate, and this time also by Ed Foiler. And directed by Cate, starring... Andrew Larch, Christopher Stapleton, and Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith, of course, you'll remember from lots of stuff, including the Saw franchise. So where to find these movies? One and two are on Crackle for free. One and two are on Amazon for $4 each. Three and four are on YouTube for free. And they are not on Netflix, Hulu, or Shudder. Rotten Tomatoes scores? The first one, 30 Days of Night, critics gave it a 51, audiences gave it a 56. The second one, Dark Days, critics gave it a 17, audiences gave it a 14. And the other two are not rated since they did not have a theatrical release. Plot. Uh, First movie, 30 Days of Night, IMDb says, After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, it's attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. Now, these vampires are not sparkly twilight vampires. They are uh, very feral. They have shark-like teeth. 
They speak in a language that we'll talk about a little bit later. They screech. They have black eyes and long fingernails. Uh, they're all dressed, uh, well-dressed in black outfits for some reason. Um, and they plan to make a smorgasbord out of the citizens of Barrow, Alaska, because um, the town uh, becomes dark for 30 days since it's so close to the Arctic Circle. So the few remaining people in town, I think there were, I can't remember, they have a board that says how many people were in town. It was a hundred and something that were left. So the people try to escape. They try to fight back against the vampires, but to no avail. And that's really the plot. I mean, the plot is very straightforward. Um, so that's the first movie. And then the second movie is a sequel to that, 30 Days a Night, Dark Days. IMDb says, after surviving the incidents in Barrow, Alaska, Stella Olison relocates to Los Angeles where she intentionally attracts the attention of the local vampire population in order to avenge the death of her husband, Eben. Stella, like I said, is played by a different actress this time, and she's been traveling around the country giving lectures about vampires. She says 98 people were killed in Barrow, uh, and that occurred a year earlier. So she teams up with some vampire hunters in L.A., and then they find Lilith, and I think from the comics, Lilith is supposed to be uh, Vincent's wife, like the head vampire's wife, uh, but they really don't expand upon it much here. Anyway, I think she would have been a great character if it had been expanded on in the movie, but they really didn't do that much with her, which is a shame. Um, so, no surprise, most of the vampire hunters, or all of them except for Stella, get killed. Stella hides in uh, the bloodbath of uh, Lilith and comes up and kills her. And then Stella had previously learned that if you use uh, your blood, you can uh, reinvigorate a vampire and bring them back to life. So she heads back to Alaska, digs up Evan's grave, and does the same thing to him, um, which I find strange because he specifically said in the first movie that he didn't want anything to happen to him. Uh, but obviously he rejuvenates, but not how she had expected, and I think that ending is just really dumb and tacked on. So there's really not much going on in this movie at all. It was It's pretty disappointing when they really could have expanded on uh, the vampire mythology. Uh, 30 Days of Night Blood Trails. It's a prequel. It's set two days before the events of the first film and is based on a subplot from the original comic that was left out of the movie. IMDb, IMDb says... Um, this movie follows George, a young addict who makes a living seeking covert info for Judith, the wary but wise New Orleans vamp vampire hunter. Ready for a change, George plans to score one final job so he can leave town and find the road to salvation. But he finds the road to salvation quickly crumbling when his contacts start turning up dead. Now George must dodge vampires while navigating the harsh underbelly of New Orleans to get his last paycheck and make it out alive. Again, this is only 40 minutes long, so not a lot of time to do anything. And then 30 Days of Night, Dust to Dust. It's a sequel to uh, Blood Trials. IMDb says, A nurse is attacked by a vampire and slowly transforms into one while her brother tries to track her down. That's basically what happens there. 
So on to trivia. Should come as no surprise. Almost all of the trivia is about the first movie. So the vampire language. Uh, there was concern expressed while they were making the movies that when the vampires needed to communicate, talking would lessen the effect. To counter this, a fictional language was created with click consonants. It was constructed with the help of a professor of linguistics at the nearby University of Auckland, and uh, that's Auckland, New Zealand. And Slade uh, explained, we designed this really simple language that didn't sound like any particular accent that you would be aware of that was based on really simple actions, eating, hunting, Yes, no, really basic stuff because that's what vampires do. It sounds kind of Eastern European to me, kind of Slavic. Uh, budget for this movie was $30 million and box office was $75.5 million, so that's pretty good. This movie was shipped to theaters under the fake title, Red Impression. In the comics, the head vampire, Vincent, travels to Barrow to stop the other vampires to try to stop the other vampires and preserve the secrecy of the vampires uh, because they, he says, for thousands of years they have uh, kept themselves secret and uh, obviously wiping out a whole town would mean they were real. As I said, this movie uh, was shot in New Zealand. Most of the cast was either Kiwi or Australian. I believe Melissa George is Australian. Most of the night shots, and most of this movie happens at night, most of the night shots were done during the day using a day-for-night process. Josh Harnett did his own stunts. Melissa George did most of her own driving. The movie was filmed in 80 days, and Josh Harnett was sick with mono for two weeks of filming. The entire town of Barrow was built in New Zealand. The snow used in the film is actual snow. And Marlo Roderick is the head vampire. Other vampires include Arvin, he's bald, Isaac, I think he's bald with a tattoo on his head, Iris, who I think is supposed to be Marlo's wife. Uh, she's the one that got fried with the UV light. Macy, who's a little girl vampire. And the vampire names are never mentioned in the movie, but they are in the end credits. There's also, I think, some merchandise uh, figurines that were created um, that have Marlo, Iris, Macy, and I think Arvin for Vampires Total. One of the great things about this movie is the overhead and distant shots. And uh, at some point after the vampires have attacked, you see an overhead shot that as of the entire town and what's going on throughout the entire town with people running, people fighting the vampires, blood everywhere, it's really a, really a great shot, and I think it really adds to the um, tension of the movie. So that was really good. Um, and there is a movie novelization of the film by Tim Lebin. From all reports, that is excellent. I haven't read that either. And there are other novels besides that and spinoffs. A few um, items for trivia for 30 Days of Night, Dark Days. That was shot in 25 days. And Melissa George was interested in reprising her role but had to bow out due to scheduling conflicts. The sequences in the sewer tunnels are shot in the basement of an abandoned mental hospital. Harold 
Perrineau was the only actor they won for the role of Todd. All of the rain in the movie is real. The location for the whole of the oil tanker was a factory. The Blood Dane drinks is grapefruit juice and cranberry juice. Um, the glow sticks were originally flares in the script, but they had to be replaced for safety reasons that they used when they go down the tunnels to look for the vampires. Harold Perrineau and Kylie Sanchez were both on Lost together. And in the finale of the movie, Stella didn't hide in the bathtub full of blood in the script. It was improvised on the day of the shot. As I've said, no trivia in three and four because of how they were released. So why should you watch these movies? I, I definitely think you should watch the first one. You don't really need to watch the rest of them. But the first one is an excellent depiction of vampires and what I think vampires should be like. Not sparkly and all um, lovelorn and emo. I mean, these are feral creatures who just plan to eat everybody because they need to eat. Um, and the way they shoot them is excellent. The quick shots are excellent. Um, I really liked everything about these vampires. So, in terms of my favorite vampires, they are really up at the top of the list. They are horrifying, um, and I wish we could see more of them. Okay, on to recipes. So, I found something from um, Alaska. It's called Eskimo Ice Cream, and the uh, in wheat name or the I think it's Unipiag U-N-I-N-U-P-I-A-G which is basically uh, in wheat elsewhere but it's referred to as Akgu duck and that means to stir it's made from animal fat so that could be caribou bear muskox and it's mixed with seal or well oil and then it's whipped together with berries and snow Obviously, I will not obviously, but I haven't uh, had this. I would be interested to taste it if uh, if I could come across it somewhere. But that is a native um, Alaskan dish that I didn't know about before starting to research this movie. Uh, where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check us out on our website at foodandfrighteningfilms.podbean.com. In conclusion, if you love vampires like I do, this the first movie is a must-see. Um, and that's about all I've got until next week. Stay away from vampires. Be glad you don't live in Barrow. And also, remember to social distance and stay at home. Um, and we will talk to you next week. Take care.